Welcome to the Tippis Podcast. Climate predictions always come with an uncertainty. For example, it's estimated that the global mean temperature will go up when CO2 is added to the atmosphere, but it's uncertain exactly how much temperatures will rise and how it will affect different parts of the Earth. Now Katinka Balomo of the National Research Council of Italy Institute of Atmospheric Sciences and Climate, together with colleagues, has identified a major cause for uncertainty in climate predictions. It seems very much to depend on the global system of ocean currents, more specifically the AMOC, which is involved in distributing heat to the northern hemisphere. Katinka, will you uh, please explain what you've done and what you've found? So the system of ocean currents that you're referring to, the AMOC, stands for the Atlantic Meridional Returning Circulation, and it's a global system of ocean currents that transports warm water from the tropics into the northern hemisphere. And it's thanks to the AMOC that the entire northern hemisphere is actually one degree Celsius warmer than the southern hemisphere. This current is really important, um, but what's even more important is that uh, there are alterations that could happen to this current, so variations that could lead to global climate impacts like it did in the past. For example, ice ages are associated with the complete shutdown of the AMOC. Mm -hmm. And that means that during the ice age, sometimes this, uh, th these ocean currents that let warmth to the northern hemisphere, they would just like shut off. Exactly. Yeah. So we examined the response of the AMOC in 30 global climate models, basically the same ones that are examined in the IPCC reports. Okay, so the the best and the newest uh, climate models. Exactly, state of the art. And 30 of these models, uh, actually the majority of them are from the phase six, so the latest ones, and um, 12 of them uh, come from the CIMIT-5, which was used in the in the last IPCC report, uh, which came uh, a few years ago. Um, but uh, So we, we had these 30 models, and we looked at how the AMOC changed in response to an abrupt increase in the concentration of greenhouse gases mm -hmm. compared to uh, a mean climate. Mm -hmm. And what we found is that there is a wide range in response of the AMOC to the greenhouse gases. Uh -huh. So these models, they they depict what's going to happen to the AMOC differently. Right. So in in response of the increase in, to the increase in greenhouse gases, uh, there's uh, huge variations in how much uh, the models simulate the AMOC to change. Mm -hmm. So uh, in some models, the change is very small. So the uh, the AMOC. Um, well, first of all, let me say, in all models, in response to an increase in greenhouse gases, which means an increase in global mean te temperatures of the Earth, the AMOC is expected to decline. And that is related to the, basically, density of the water in the North Atlantic, which, um, because the temperature is increasing, and due to the fact that the temperature increase leads to um, ice melting, basically, in the North Atlantic, that makes the, the, this ocean current to, to, to slow down, basically. And uh, so in all models, this happens. But in some models, this decline is much larger than in others. Okay. So it shuts more off, really, in, in some models than it does in others. 
Yes, it, the the strength of the of this current uh, decreases a lot more in some models than in others. And, and together with that, also the uh, overall effect of the AMOC to transport warm waters from the tropics into the northern hemisphere la- high latitudes. So among these 30 models, there are some models in which the AMOC decline is minimal. And by minimal, I mean around 20% of the uh, 20% decrease from the original strength. Mm-hmm. But in others, uh, this decline is uh, quite steep and it's, uh, it could be even larger than 70% in some of these models. Okay. So uh, we, what we wanted to investigate was whether um, these different declines, so a 20% decline compared to a 70% decline, led to much different projections of future climate change across the globe. So you kind of group these models, like saying these have a small decline and these have a large decline. And then you look to how did that influence the models to give different predictions? Exactly. That's exactly what we did. And uh, yeah, we found uh, some remarkable results um, in, because uh, while it is expected that a different decline of the AMOC will lead to different climate changes, what we Uh, we didn't expect was so much agreement across very different models that incorporate um, very different parameterizations in in response um, to climate change uh, according to how much the the decline of the AMOC is in in the models. What you're saying is that uh, that these models, they actually agree very much about how the climate change is going to be. They just disagree on how the AMOC is going to develop. Exactly. Yes, you can you can say that that if in one model, in, let's say is in a few models there is a similar decline of the AMOC, then those few models actually agree on how the climate will look like. But these models are going to be different from the models that simulate a much larger decline, for example. And those models with a much larger decline agree with each other on how the climate will change. Okay. So you can say the driver of the intermodal differences is actually the AMOC. This is some of the uncertainty that we're talking about in climate predictions, mm-hmm. that we don't know what's really going to happen to the northern hemisphere or in the southern hemisphere and so on. We can only say that with a certain degree of certainty, but you can tell, well, if we can figure out how the AMOC is going to decline, then we can actually say pretty precisely what's going to happen to the climate system. Yeah, that's exactly Uh, what we what we found was that uh, because the, the projection of future climate change is so much dependent on how much the AMOC will decline, if we can pinpoint or we can tell how constrained the, the response of the AMOC to future climate change, then we can get a much narrower uh, spread in the uncertainties in the projections of your future climate. And that's quite nice, actually, isn't it? Because then you can also say that we are either going to get one of these two scenarios. We're not going to get both. Today, we think that we might get a little of both. But you, you, you can actually say that, no, we're going to get either the one or the other. Yes, right. What two different sets of predictions do you, do you get from these models? So, yeah, so as I mentioned, we had 30 models. And what we did to look at the, at the difference is to divide these models in essentially three groups. And uh, specifically, we examined the, the two opposite sides of, of this distribution. So we took the 10 models that had the largest AMOC declines, and we call them the large AMOC decline group. 
and we took the thin models with the smaller A mark declines and we called them the, lar uh, the small A mark decline group. And what we found, as you mentioned, is that there are pretty different climate change projections in these two groups. So in the models in which the AMOC declines more, um, those models show a much slower morning, warming in the North Atlantic and Western Europe as well as up the Arctic. And in these models, North Atlantic and Southern Europe are projected to have much less precipitation and drier conditions, especially over the summer. Instead, in the models in which the AMOC declines less, there is enhanced warming over the North Atlantic and Europe and the Arctic, but rain, rainfall is, um, is projected to, in, to increase much more over Europe than in the models in which the AMOC declines less. And also we found uh, very big differences uh, to what happens in the tropics. In fact, in the models in which the AMOC, the AMOC declines more, we found that the rain belt, the tropical rain belt, which is where um, the tropical storms concentrate, that tropical rain belt shifts from being slightly above the equator to go to the southern hemisphere. Instead, in the that's the monsoons, right? That's a huge We're change. We're talking about here? yeah. And mm -hmm. instead, uh, this doesn't happen in the models in which the AMOC declines less. In fact, in these models, there is a local increase in the precipitation, but there is not this southward shift of the rain belt to the southern hemisphere. So they stay where they are. Exactly, yeah. And that, and that was with a small decline, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, so if this AMOC, if this uh, ocean current does not stop leading warm water to like Western Europe and the Arctic region, the monsoon system is going to stay pretty much where it is, which is good news, isn't it? Well, <laughs> I think the best news would be no change, uh, because in either case, there is a, uh, an increase in concentration of greenhouse gases, which leads to an increase in the um, temperature. So you would think that in the models in which the AMOC declines the most, um, those would be more, it would be a more desirable outcome because the temperature, at least over Europe, doesn't increase as much as in the models in which the AMOC declines less. Nevertheless, um, that is also not a desirable out, uh, like outcome because um, there are tipping points in the climate system. So uh, we, we do not uh, know exactly how much the AMOC will decline. And if it reaches a tipping point, that there would be even more drastic changes, which we are not prepared for. So I think the most desirable outcome would be limiting all of these changes. So what are the chances that we're going to understand what, which way the AMOC is going to develop? I mean, if it's going to decline fast or slow in the future. Yeah, so I think we are in a very good position to um, make a statement about that or at least to understand better how the AMOC is going to respond because we have uh, continuous and increasing observational systems in the North Atlantic that are monitoring the AMOC. And it seems in climate models that how much the AMOC declines depends a lot on how much uh, the how strong the AMOC is in the current climate, and the also the spatial features and characteristic of the AMOC. So in other words, the better we're able to simulate the how the AMOC is in the current climate in the climate model, so how more realistic we can get in the simulation how how the AMOC uh, looks in the current climate the better prediction we can get about how it will change in the future. And given the amount of observational systems and the 
new observations that we are collecting, I think we are in a very good position to improve the, the simulation of the AMOC. So you think that maybe in like 10 years we'll know which way the climate system is going to develop? Yeah, hopefully even less. Tips. The TIPIS project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 820970.